This is episode number 11. It is. I'm Rose. I'm Luke. And this week we were joined by two of our friends, Jake and Anna, who are a couple who live in Madrid as well. Yeah, they are. They told us all about their lives out here and their lives beforehand when they lived in Gran Canaria and... Santander, Santander, respectively. Anna isn't an English teacher, so we spoke to her about other things. Which is very interesting because we've only had one other non-English teacher Yeah, shout out to Diego. So Anna told us about her experience of learning English. Let's go on with the show. Yeah, you'll find out. You'll hear. You'll hear all about it. Here we go. Hello. Hi, guys. Hi. How's it going? We are joined by Jake and Anna today. How are you guys? Very well, thank you. Thanks. Lucas, I think that was the I think, <laughs> I think that was the chili beer more than anything. It's just gone up my nose. Uh, right, guys, can you introduce yourselves? Anna, maybe we'll start with you. Right, my name is Anastasia, and I live in Madrid, and I have a lot of interesting things to say about me. You should ask. <laughs> so, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Moscow, and I've been living in Spain for almost six years now. What brought you here? Uh, I came here to study and end up staying for two more years. I moved to Madrid because I studied in Santander and a little bit in Paris. And then, yeah, moved to Madrid with Jake to get a job and this what happened. Oh. Great. Yeah, that's well, maybe we should say that Jake and Anna are a couple. Oh, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah uh, not, she, didn't just, she didn't just follow Jake. <laughs> just this random guy. Yeah. I've been stalking Jake. Uh, what about you, Jake? What? So, uh, I'm from North England. And uh, yeah, I've been in Spain. Well, this is my third year out here. I was in Gran Canaria for a year, and then moved to Madrid after that. Yeah. Met this baby. Oh. <laughs> Where did you meet? In t- in Gran Canaria. In Gran Canaria. Yeah. Wait, why? Why were you in Gran Canaria? Uh, it was a holiday. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a holiday romance oh. that never ends. Never <laughs> ended. Never ended. <laughs> we know well, that feeling. Yeah, as I came back from work one day, she was just in my house. <laughs> that is a true story, isn't it? Wait, I don't know this story. Oh, oh, how we met. Yeah, Jake came back from work. <laughs> oh no, he was went out. He was in his room and went out to the kitchen to make some sandwiches, and I was just chilling on his couch. On couch yeah. <laughs> but tell us how how did you end up there? Why were you on Jake's couch? <laughs> well, um, it was my birthday. It was Semana Santa. Was it? March two years ago, and I I had a friend in in Gran Canaria, and I just thought, well, I'm gonna book a ticket, see him, just chill by the beach. And the guy ended up having like little. It wasn't the best time to come, and I ended up like moving out of his apartment and asking a friend of mine that from Santander, they used to live in Gran Canaria, asking if she has a place to stay, because everything was booked. I couldn't really find an Airbnb, hostels, hotels, anything. I was like, I'm gonna st- sleep on the beach. That's where I was, I was like, I'm, I'll have to sleep on the beach. All right. But then I called like, Hola Marta, do you have anyone who has who has a place in Gran Canaria I can stay with? And she hooked me up with this guy Emilio that ended up being Jake's roommate. Aww. So I ended up living in, yeah, Jake's apartment for like four more days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how I met. I literally was in his bedroom. <laughs> for like the rest of it. Just waiting. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's, I mean, yeah. yeah, not a bad way to come back from work. Yeah, really. yeah. yeah. It's just like the amount of 
the amount of crazy little coincidences that just like led to that happening and us meeting is like yeah. it's pretty much yeah. like if any if like tiny little things could have changed like, yeah things well, I think that well yeah we know about that as well yeah. like we met in Colombia it's like anything could have happened before then for one of us to not be in Colombia exactly mm. exactly because yeah. yeah. it's not like you're from the same town and you just you know each other and have like a mutual friends it just you met so far away yeah it's crazy yeah we wanted to talk to you about that, actually the being a couple in a country that neither of you are from, you're neither of you yeah. related to. Like, do you find yeah. it? Do you find that there are a lot of similarities between, first of all, your country, the countries that you come from, and also the countries that you live in and are from? Or is that quite a convoluted question? <laughs> so, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know. What um, is it like? Essentially, what is it like to be both from different places? What's it like to have a relationship where you're from different places? Uh-huh. And you're both living in a in a foreign place. In a third party. Yeah. Place. In a third, in a third party, party place. place. Yeah. Well, it's great. Like when my first year out in Gran Canaria, I was just by myself, and like it was really difficult. I didn't speak any Spanish or anything at that point. Yeah. Really was on nothing. So it's really nice to have, I don't know, to be in a relationship with someone here out in another country. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. But like, well, I don't feel as lonely. But, but I feel that's like this not. Yeah, it's not the reason why we're together. It's <laughs> <laughs> Out of necessity, pure necessity. Just so I'm not alone. <laughs> We've always known Jake to be a romantic. Yeah. He is romantic. <laughs> but I feel like it's true because sometimes you... the gov- Like, just the, the government system or, like, little things like that are different. And you can have that support because sometimes you just don't know what to expect. Like, for example, there's a procedure you, have, you want to do go to doctors or something in your country it would take like one day in spain it can take months yeah <laughs> <laughs> and you're dead by just then. like yeah it's nice to have the support or for example uh i'm i'm better in spanish than jake is so i can like figure it, <laughs> i can figure it out for him like sort yeah. things out so it's like just create mm. a n- nicer space for us mm. to live in mm. and what do you bring to the table jake yeah yeah, he's a really Bring good cook. He entertains me with his movie uh, selection. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about his movie making. No. Uh, <laughs> making a stop stop motion animation. <laughs> or his dancing moves when I'm sad. He just puts <laughs> some tunes on and starts dancing to it. I love it. <laughs> what about you guys? What about us? Because well, you, you, it's the first time you've been living together. And it's also, it's, although you're from England, you... Yeah, it's been it's been really difficult. <laughs> like the amount of times I just want to throw myself out the window. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's nah, been it's be been now. it's been really it's been absolutely like perfect. Yeah, yeah, I think it's nice actually to live together um, somewhere somewhere else actually because I think maybe because we've been going out for like a year and a half before we two years before. We moved in here and often like people like young couples nowadays like don't really move in together after mm-hmm. that amount of time well, it's and that's that soon. soon yeah ah, okay. so like if maybe if we'd have been living in the uk like we wouldn't yeah, have ended yeah. up living together so it's yeah. nice to like it was nice to be here and to like build this life here together have like our studio flat yeah, yeah you fast home. track a lot of things yeah, yeah you do yeah. yeah like out of necessity because of that kind of thing yeah it's been a good experience. It has. Yeah. So what about 
but as you're saying, we're from the same place, so you guys aren't from the same place. Oh. Do you ever have like any little cultural like misunderstandings or anything? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes, but not really misunderstanding. I'm just like, well, what is this? What are you doing? And then like, what are you saying? I don't sound your English. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> Yeah, but I don't know. Like in terms of like relationships in Russia, things. they go a lot faster. That's right. like, you know what I mean? It's more like a more expectation to marry young and like start a family. Yeah. People don't really go out with as many people. Right. It's more of a, about creating a family when you're young and like okay. having yeah having kids. Like for example, my cousin, she's two years older than me. She just turned twenty five. Mm-hmm. Just turned twenty five, and she had her baby on Friday. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, yeah, great. It's it's you amazing. It <laughs> yeah, it's an exclusive. Uh, <laughs> that, Tim, that Tim Westwood, like, <laughs> exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then it's just about creating a family as young as you can. So it's a bit different, but I was never like that. I never wanted right. to. I, I don't want to have kids. I don't want to get married. So it's good for Jake. <laughs> I'm not like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah bit of pressure from your family but yeah but they know like, they know that's not what i want uh-huh. yeah they know that's not what i want so mm. but it's like sometimes just small cultural differences you know maybe things you do like things you say but like nothing that just things you cook like pigeon <laughs> traditional British traditional pigeon. Pigeon. i introduced the bacon and crumpets yeah all did. So only good things. Things. yeah <laughs> <laughs> from england and yeah I, I don't know what do you think we have some cultural differences in, in relationships no i found it pretty easy to be honest yeah, yeah that's yeah. true yeah the only yeah a, 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 positive a positive in so. the you know for the side of yeah i just feel like russian international like, relationships yeah yeah i think yeah. people focus yeah. too much on differences and that kind yeah. of thing yeah. it's like you know yeah, you it tends to be in spain yeah. and talk about like oh spanish people and spanish people yeah. this and it's like yeah it's like actually there's much more similarities yeah. between people all around the world yeah, yeah exactly differences and well, that's what we're here to promote. That's what we're here to promote. <laughs> yes. We are the pro, pro Bromain yeah. podcast yeah. for Spain. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. And there are good people everywhere and bad yeah. people as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, no matter where More you good going. people. More good people yeah, than you bad know. people. <laughs> Especially if you're from Northumberland. Yeah. Right. Especially if you're from Northumberland. <laughs> <laughs> also represent Northumberland. Shout out to all of the Northumberland peeps. That <laughs> <laughs> a massive big sub. <laughs> Alright, so you both lived in other places in Spain, as well as Madrid, so Anna, what was Santander like? It's beautiful, it's gorgeous, by the sea, really, really nice, really green, not as hot as it's in Madrid on, or the south of Spain, but it's just so small and I just felt trapped there, oh. because I, I had to study there, and all well, my university was there, so I couldn't really, you know, was that much things to do, and it was just a bit boring, all the same people, although there were a lot of exchange students you get tired of this lifestyle so when my when my third year i decided to go to paris for exchange i thought it would be good you know good of a change and that was amazing honestly because you studied in paris yeah i also studied in paris yeah and it's like it's amazing i loved it paris was so good and just like the vibe of a big city like what you have in madrid although i'm not a big like fan of spain in terms of like my lifetime destination (laughs) but i like I just like that it's like Madrid and Paris is big and vibrant. There's so many things to do. Like, oh, I feel like seeing some art, like so many art galleries or expositions going on, like music scene, any anything you want, really. Yeah, and, yeah. The, and you didn't really find that in Santander at all? No, well, in Santander, there was no like cinemas in the city. You had to like take really? a bus and go outside of the right, city. Right, to like a complex. Like a, or... like a shopping mall. Mm-hmm. 
to go to cinema and wow. there's no cinema in English or like yeah. yeah no really good cinemas in English good food oh amazing food yeah. that's, that's the best bit like <laughs> a, like the best tapas the best uh, uh, tortilla like a lot of seafood mm-hmm. there's like the, the scene of tapas is much bigger there than in Madrid yeah and it's cheap as well it's like 150 for well that's tapa. a good thing about a small town then I guess. right yeah, yeah. yeah. like yeah. the the food in the north is really mm. good yeah but just the exactly. greenness i think like uh, like when i went to visit i'd been like sort of missing england living in gran canaria which is like a desert <laughs> and mountains and yeah. then it's like everywhere else you see in spain is sort of like that as well but madrid's yeah. sort of like that yeah. we have retiro and some bright parks but it's like when but i went up there you saw like big hills yeah. of like green and just trees everywhere yeah, like yeah, grass it's like, like, oh hills. grass can grow there grass. Well. that's what i'm trying to say <laughs> yeah grass grows yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. every now and then and they're like it's beautiful because there's some mountains and you can uh, go skiing in the mountains in the in the winter, but when it's about like May April you can you can see it by the beach and you still see the mountains at the tops will be covered Ooh. in snow, mm-hmm. and they're just like really like just really pretty because that something has a has a shape of a like a bay, mm. so you can see mountains on the other wow. side and then the sea as well, and then if you look really really far away you'll see England. Really, <laughs> <laughs> with binoculars. Yeah, so that it's just pretty, like really gorgeous. But when I was coming there, when I was going, I thought, oh, I'm gonna live in Spain. I'm gonna go like, gonna buy a lot of bathing suits, a lot of t-shirts. <laughs> and I arrived in like se- like ninth of September, and it was freezing cold. Yeah, like you can s- like you can swim. Jake was there in June. You, you can't swim. You can you only can't swim in June. In June? No. no, it was raining. It was raining a lot. No. This is what this is what we were talking about last episode, wasn't it? Yeah. The mistakes that some people make yeah. when they come move to Madrid uh-huh. or to Spain, thinking that it's eternally hot. Yeah. It's not true. It's but it not is hot. interesting Man, my, because yeah. you normally cut, like people who've been to visit Spain on holiday, you go, you go for summer. your summer holidays yeah, yeah, exactly. and you think, oh, it's like that's what it yeah. must be like all the time. All the time and all the Spain as well. My family got true. caught by that recently because they came to visit like uh, last month. And like normally they come visit that sort of time. Even in Madrid, they've come in like October. They've come in like <laughs> April. It's always been like nice and hot. And then this time they came in, yeah, end of March, and it was just raining. It was <laughs> yeah, horrible and cold yeah. and yeah, pissing. Talking down. about like weather stereotypes, I was back from Moscow that day when I met Jake's parents. They were in Madrid, and it was much better weather in Moscow than in Madrid. Wow. Mm. Well, the same as yesterday. Yeah. Well, yeah. We talked about it. It was 11, 11 yeah. degrees in Madrid and 17 in Moscow. Wow. At like 9 or 10 p.m. Yeah. That goes to show. I know. Yeah. Crazy. It was nicer in Edinburgh yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's not normal. Yeah. Hey. So what about Gran Canaria, Jake? Well, so I went to Gran Canaria um, from London. I was like studying in London and, and it was my first teaching job out in Gran Canaria. So I just moved there very last minute with no idea about it, basically. Um, it's a really tiny island. The whole thing, I think it's 30 miles across or something. It's wow, basically what? a circle. Yeah, so like London's it's bigger circle. than it. Yeah. Geography with Jake, island is <laughs> basically <laughs> a circle. Awesome, no, it's very circular shape is what I mean. <laughs> and in the middle is a huge mountain. And they say that Gran Canaria had these crazy... Call it. It's like the mini- Micro- miniature microclimate. Yeah, miniature continent oh, is this nickname. Like Mauritius. Yeah. We went to Mauritius last summer and it was like that. Yeah. Those microclimates. It's because a huge mountain in the middle and then in the in the south of the island it never rains. Like yeah, all the rain, the rain gets used up. Yeah, yeah. So it's like the in the in the south there's like sand dunes and there's like that's where all the hotels and tourist resorts are. Yeah. In the middle is a cool mountain. There's lots of national parks to go walk in and then in the north is like the main city where like most of the 
you know, yeah, most, pe- of, the people, people, most yeah. of the people lived up there. And that's yeah. where you were? Yeah, in Las Palmas. It's where um, uh, Columbus stopped there on his way off to discover America. Oh, wow. So yeah, to discover India before, yeah. <laughs> before he, re- he realised yeah. that was another <laughs> History with Jake. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like, it's good. The, the main city was good. And the, the thing is, like, in the, in the south, it was just really, really touristy. Like, yeah, but it was also really nice. Like they had all yeah. the beach infrastructure, and you could just take a bus around the island, get to the bottom, and go to the beach. Mm. Like it was a nice change for me from London, just in terms of money and in terms of like and beach life. Yeah, it's just so yeah. far away from like Europe. Although it's Spain, it's like on the same level as like Morocco. Yeah, it's a, it's really far away from yeah, like the actual life yeah. island. Of is Spain. it is it a completely different culture? To Spain, what, to, to Spanish, Spanish it's like, did you imagine people are even more relaxed, <laughs> you know, and like, even more, if you can do that. it is, people walk so much slower, that was one of the biggest, like, cultural class I had, realised that I was, like, walking down the street, and I seemed like a maniac, it seemed like I was, <laughs> it felt like I was sprinting everywhere, like, I was people walking normal speed, <laughs> and they have, like, a thick accent, and they got their own food and that, and yeah, it's, like, much more, sort of, I guess maybe in the south of Spain as well, but just very outside all the time, like beach culture. I've heard, yeah. I, I've heard it compared to South American culture more so yeah. than Spanish. Yeah, yeah. yeah they like, have a big connection to Cuba. Loads of people there emigrate to Cuba. And yeah, well, because back, Columbus so like, went from, from Gran Canaria to the Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. Dominican Republic was really close to Cuba. So there's a link wow. with that. I don't know I, if I, Gran Canaria yeah. was good. I got very bored of it after a while. It's like, that yeah. was, yeah. You, you feel trapped. trapped. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, you can it's so, life Yeah, you can see like other islands from, like from your island. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I could, I, I could see the mountain in Tenerife. What's that called? Oh, I don't know. It's the tallest mountain in Spain. I could see it from my window. It's on another island. Wow. Yeah. But, yeah, I got bored. I think mm. after about five months, I was done, yeah. and then stayed yeah. for a bit more. But. Yeah, we're we're more of like big city people. Yeah. yeah. Are you guys as well? Yeah, I think so. I think the thing that I love beaches and islands but I've never lived on one you know I don't I I can imagine it would be the same for me like when I you know you think oh it's gonna be like paradise and I'm just gonna send it but actually if you live there I can imagine that it would be you have a job you have to do things you can't just just like it's not a holiday is it yeah you can imagine getting cabin fever quite easily I'm I'm a lot more of a country boy really like I'd love to live in the middle of nowhere Isolated. Doing what? Just, you know, with my farm, my chili farm. <laughs> chili farm. Yeah, so, chili bliss. Yeah, if I could have that on a beach, then I would be like... <laughs> well, I would like... I also would like that, but I think I would need to be accessible to a big city. I, would, I like the idea of the countryside and being on a beach and all of that, but I think if I was there for a long period of time, I would need to be near somewhere where you could go to see this like go yeah. to the cinema in english and yeah. all of that stuff well yeah. let's go to a concert or let's discuss festival. something other than our future plans <laughs> uh, <laughs> Move uh, away from the future. let's go back to the past let's go back to the past well let's go back to oh yeah we wanted to ask you anna what do you do for a living what do i do for a living well i work for a living <laughs> duh <laughs> i work for my living i <laughs> Because you're um, not, basically the point is you're right, not an I'm English not, teacher. I'm not an English teacher. I could be an English teacher, but I wouldn't want to. <laughs> I could get, I could get, because I'm Russian and English is my second language, I could do a certificate um, proving that my English is fluent and do the course as you yeah. guys did. 
but I do marketing because I study marketing and PR and, and business so that's what I do I do like it's mostly online marketing right and I'm um, uh, yeah I'm happy because it's interesting you can be creative yeah so I'm looking to get a new job soon well I just moved to like a different sector I want right. to do more like fashion you know oh, cool. uh, focused industry and that would be good as well because you know you need to progress yeah, yeah I don't have Move I feel up. like I don't know how many people have e- interviewed in this podcast they don't actually have you know pain in the class <laughs> we yeah o- only Diego only have Diego yeah. Yeah, yeah. so far we're looking to expand we, but, um, yeah, we, <laughs> might, we might talk to our friends in a couple of weeks time yeah. who are yeah. coming out because yeah. it's interesting like a, a lot of obviously a lot of people that we know are English mm-hmm. teachers yeah a lot of people who move to foreign countries from English-speaking countries do English teaching because it is an easy way yeah. of finding yeah. a job. Yeah. So like when you meet people that are English or American here, it's like you assume they're a teacher. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's like, it's I'm surprising amazed. when oh, you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, people, whoa, you do something yeah. else? Yeah. yeah. Tell me how. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that happens a lot to me. People get surprised that I'm not English teacher because that's what you would assume yeah. other, yeah. People, other English speakers are doing. Yeah. But I feel like to get a job in Spain that I'm not related to teaching, you should be, or a really good professional, like really good in, in what you do, mm-hmm. like have a lot of experience, yeah. like being like a really good, I don't know, uh, like designer engineer or, or engineer. Like, yeah. yeah, just have a lot of uh, like respect or and uh, yeah. experience or speak Spanish mm-hmm. and yeah. have a degree in, in what you do because otherwise I don't think you yeah. can get an Good advice. And Jake, tell us about your teaching experience in Madrid. What are you doing? Uh, well, I work for the British Council this year. It was my first year teaching with them. In their academy, right? Yeah, so they have the Young Learners Centre in the middle of Madrid, and it, it's 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 nice to work for because I've been on lots of more uh, sort of cowboy stuff before then. <laughs> Just much nicer where me and Luke met, um, but it's much nicer to be in a, in a bigger sort of organisation. Like it's a bit more stressful, but it's nice to have full classes uh-huh. and. Is there higher expectations? Yeah. yeah, big time. But that's really good for me professionally. Like, it's a big challenge this year, but it's like yeah. I'm actually getting much better at teaching. Yeah. It's Indeed. like, I don't know if I want to do this career all my life, but for right now, it's like I'm getting better. I'm yeah, improving. That's yeah. great. They're paying for me to do lots of courses, so I'm just taking all the opportunities I can. Yeah. Most of my colleagues are much, much older and much more experienced than me, so it's there's lots of opportunities to learn from them. And yeah. That sounds fantastic. Can you tell us about the courses? What are you doing and how does it work? Mm. Yeah, so earlier this year I did the, the TILEC, which was teaching young... <laughs> <laughs> young learners, learners English course. English course, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was it, yeah. But it was basically specialising in sort of primary education, like 7 to 11. And so I, I teach that level quite a bit. Um, and yeah, so I had to go to four hours of sort of uh, seminars a, a week. Um, and they came and observed a bunch of my lessons, gave me lots of feedback on that. So like, it was lots of work and lots of reading and assignments and things, but found it really helpful, especially being observed. I'd never been observed until this year. And it's like, it's horrible having someone sat terrible. in your class. Yeah. <laughs> you, ever had, you ever had that? Writing, no, writing no only on like a casual, in a casual way, like I was, it, sort of happened to me this week where one of my colleagues who's my friend like had to be in my lesson at the same time as I was teaching it and Mm. that's just my friend but I was like it made me so nervous I was like oh my god what if she thinks I'm silly like (laughs) it's horrible but I I definitely recommend doing it because I thought it would just all be 
like criticism and i'm very self-critical so like afterwards you could sit down and be like oh this was a bit wrong this was a bit wrong but it makes you think about what you're doing wrong but also they always have a load of stuff to tell you like that you're doing right so i've got loads of reports this year of just like people different people observe me all saying the same sort of thing that it's like i'm doing a good job in so it's like it's given me a lot more confidence really even though it's a horrible experience <laughs> so you know where to improve the areas yeah. that you, you're yeah. falling down yeah. on, but also... And also no, feel good and confident. It's confident. Yeah. Yeah. It's confidence yeah. boost, yeah. yeah. That's great. And right now I'm doing a, um, a course specialising in teaching very young learners. So between two and five. Because I have a class of five-year-olds this year, which is a new thing for me. How many? Yeah. Fifteen five-year-olds. Fifteen five-year-olds and yeah. you're the only teacher? i got a teaching assistant. Okay. Shout out, Maria. Big up yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so... Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of kids, but... Yeah. Yeah, so this course has been helpful for that. Uh, so the courses that you've done, are they they're just for you to learn, or are they will they help you find better paid, higher position jobs in the future? Yeah, like both. Like it, it's a lot of it's a sort of careery move. Like it's good to get this training, especially when I don't have to pay for it myself. Yeah. When my company's providing that for me, like it's a good opportunity for me to just get them certificates um and then yeah like i said i don't know if i want to do this forever but like while i'm doing it i might as well be paid as much as possible yeah <laughs> that's a good ethos to that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah it's a mixture of both i i, I find it really helpful I'm, I'm still so young and inexperienced like i said compared to a lot of my colleagues yeah, who have, you know, done yeah. but work. you're doing a really good job because i i well, sometimes, not many times, but I would help Jake, like, cutting things out because he's cheating, <laughs> like, just doing some things. Like, for example, yeah. he would use, you know, the po- lollipop stick um, so in, in a game. So, like, them. I would eat the ice cream. <laughs> 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 just save the, yeah, just I need save 15 the stick. of these sticks. Yeah, just <laughs> save the stick. On it, like, yeah. I've got two days. <laughs> <laughs> Cookie. <laughs> no, just just like things like that, and I feel like he really puts a lot of effort into it. Yeah, that's it. great. And it's that. yeah, he's really motivated because you know there's like a really high standard to British Council. Yeah, and definitely. It, you're at the it, top. Yeah. You're, you're big, the elite. They have a really great reputation, and they're very well known. So. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, and it's nice that I mean their center is also high tech, and they have like you know that whole database full of resources, like libraries full of wow. stuff. Like every class, we have like a um, like an interactive whiteboard. It's just like it really it just changes what you can do. And they've launched your modelling career as well, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> Might be on some promotional material. I don't know. <laughs> Apparently, there's a lot that they're they're not allowed to use the same. Uh, they're not allowed to use their promotional material in the same country where oh. it was taken, or in the same city. Oh, so you're going to be famous worldwide? Yeah, I could be on a bus in Kenya or something like that. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, I don't know. All right, before we finish, Anna, can you tell us about your experience learning English? Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course I can. Uh, is there anything you'd like to know? Yeah. Well, when did you start? Like, how did you... Th- well, obviously, you're, like, Pretty amazingly fluent. Yeah. So yeah. when did you start learning it's actually really funny because here you're talking about you're the teacher, three of you. I'm the student. And I, like, yeah. I was the student and I still am because like even now, like I'm sure even today, I was like, Jake, what does this mean? <laughs> <laughs> Not very often. He would say like a really crazy word. Or especially like English slang or just things like that. But I feel like, yeah, I've started really early. My parents were really insisting on it. And, uh... I never really enjoyed it because it just sounded it, like it was like math, you know, like yeah. like why don't you like like geometry? Who like, well, like <laughs> physics? Like oh, 
I don't care. It's like to be or like you know you will like I like I don't care. Like we live in Russia. Nobody like needs English here. But then I feel like and your like, parents don't speak English. And my either. parents don't yeah. speak English. My my stepdad uh, he spoke Spanish, so I was like more familiar with Spanish then. And it just sounded like fun, and he would like make it like a game for me. Uh, when I was little, but nobody spoke English in my family or any other, my family friends or a- anyone really. So it was a really big struggle for Jake when he went to Moscow all this time. <laughs> and nobody, except my brother now, who he learned English just a few years ago with a really thick Russian accent. The only one from my family being able to, to talk to him. Uh, but English is boring when you take it as a, as a, just a subject, like a, at subject at school like an exams and it's just like oh i can't be bothered i don't want to do it because it doesn't really feel like a real thing like you don't when you're a child you don't comprehend especially because my russian my teachers were russian they're not english as you like as you are and you're you know some people are teaching um i couldn't really comprehend the idea of that it's a real like a real thing that people use to communicate in other countries. It was just like a really foreign yeah, concept to me. me yeah. yeah, and you just don't really understand how is that mm-hmm. because you, you would hear it and it sounds so different and you would will really blow my mind how people use it to comprehend and like understand each other's communication. Mm-hmm. That was weird because for me it just sounded like nonsense. <laughs> and it you know, like other languages is still for you the language you don't speak. But I feel like a lot of work was put from my you know, my parents to put me through like academies and just like private tutors to Apart from me at school, to get me, you know, get my English in a better level, and then I went to this camp when I was fourteen, and there was this, there was an English camp, but in Moscow, um, and there was this American guy who like just had a conversation classes, and I think from him I got my American accent. Mm. Uh, I know, and I was fourteen, and I was like, then from there it just gotten so easy. It was like a tipping point for my English. Mm-hmm. I got, you know, I got really into, like, music, so I would listen to, like, interviews with, you know, bands that I liked, like, movies, I would translate lyrics, I would, like, sing s- to songs, and just, like, all the things like that, like, but fun. Yeah. Because then you realize, oh, my God, I understand what the song means. Yeah. Yeah. It's so like it's given w- it, it gave it a real-life purpose. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it becomes practical mm-hmm. rather than yeah, just, like, yeah. yeah. It's not like when, you're, when your teachers tell you, ah, oh, this is going to be really useful yeah. when you have a job and you're an adult. Yeah. <laughs> why, why does that, that doesn't apply to yeah. me. I don't care exactly. about that. Exactly. Like, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want a job. I, everything I want to do yeah. is, like, play, hang out with my friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I want to be a singer. Right? <laughs> yeah. Or especially because the way it was taught in my school was really boring because you know how you would say, um, I don't know how you actually call it, but, like, you know, like, just times, like, you would say present continuous and past continuous. It was just really complicated. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and for, like, oh, uh, not direct speech. Like, for example, oh, she said Indir- that. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And just things like that. We had, like... Reported speech. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it sounded like <laughs> you had to, like, set, like, like physic formulas on how yeah. one, uh, one time goes to another one. And then, yeah. like, the whole, you know, thing around it, it was just crazy. And you you wouldn't understand that people would actually use it. Mm-hmm. It just sounded like too much bullshit to me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I can't be bothered. And actually, there was a funny story that happens to me. After my, my camp, when I got my American accent, <laughs> it's still the same now, really. <laughs> I, I remember taking an exam. I had to, to go to my 10th grade. And uh, it was English. So I took the exam. And my, my English teacher, she was taking the exam. And then she's like, well, we're going to give you, like, was a higher grade. It was a five. Like, there's a five you know, great system in Russia, like, five is the highest one you can get, so, like, well, you, you're getting a five, but your accent is horrible, it was really hard to understand, <laughs> it was really hard to understand you. 
Have you not? Have you you haven't picked up like a a bit of a Northumberland accent since being with Jade? I think sometimes really, especially when we're together. I'm like, are you right, mate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was great. Oh my god. Wow. Yeah. Right. Last thing. Final thing. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> that has gone right to my head. Uh, <laughs> what's your favourite thing to do in Madrid? We ask everyone this. What's your favourite day in Madrid? Mm. Oh, I like the parks a lot. I recently got a hammock. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> hammock life. No, hammock, hammock. Watch out for the hammock balls. Represent, what's the name of the company that make the... Hangamata. Hangamata. Fila. Fila Hangamata. Fila Hangamata. Yeah. Anyway, well, yeah, so I like, I like walking around. I just like the vibe in a big city. And it's like, I'm still finding new places in Madrid that you just never really go. Or just take a different street or a different route. It can just be really nice. Everyone's sort of out and about. There's not some nice little shops. And yeah, that's true. Everyone is out bars. and about, especially when the weather is nice. So people just drink outside, do botellón. It's got the highest density of bars. Any city. It's like a bar for every seven every, people or something. Every person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone a personal, has their own personal <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it would never work. But yeah, so I like just wandering around Madrid, like having an easy day like that. Yeah. What about you, Anna? Yeah, it's not really um, related to Madrid specifically, but uh, I love doing pole dancing now. I'm obsessed. It's the only <laughs> thing I can think about now. So where do you do it? Tell us about that. It's a po- like pole dance center. What's the, the What's the name of it? Uh, we'll Central de Pol. Oh, cool. It's like Central. Pulse, pole central. Pole central. <laughs> it's really, it's really pole difficult, pole isn't it? Ah, <laughs> uh, no, not yeah, really. Yeah. No. Well, you just need like I'm. I have like body strength, so I can do like I'm. I feel like I'm just strong. I can do like pull you, you already wear strong okay. before you start. Well, I can it. just like I don't have problems with lifting my own okay. body weight, and then that's what pull down. That's what you need. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah, that's what you need. And then just like technique, I still struggle with technique. Because it's like your hand goes there, you go, your leg goes there, and then you twist yourself, you go upside down, and then you like <laughs> just like a nonsense sometimes, really, because it's like the it's like the possibilities of moving your body around a pole is unlimited, yeah, unlimited, and it's so crazy how you know just watching professionals doing it, but I'm, yeah, just doing it for for fun because it's really enjoyable, and I, you should go with me. Do yeah, I mean, I would, I like the idea of being able to do pole dancing. In fact, me and my friend Tom, shout out to Tom. <laughs> had an in-joke that we were like we were the co-presidents of the pole dancing society but but neither of us had actually ever tried it how random is that how random is that well i feel like i feel like pole dancing is not the best way to describe what we're doing although it is dancing when you start when you start it's really like just exercises you can do like you can do exercises but just it's all like of weird that. pull-ups. But it's, like, it's, like, it's like climbing <laughs> yeah. as well. It's, it's got, like yeah. climbing. It's got a lot of the same yeah. muscle groups that you're using. But do you ever get any men doing it? Not really. Like, from time to time, but it's just, like, less than 1%. Yeah. Really. Like, not many men are doing it. Hmm. Because men, especially if you see a fit man, he can't really lift himself because he just goes to the gym and he gets right, so, so strong. Right, they just build up their they're, arm. They're yeah, gym but... strong. Yeah, yeah gym, gym strong, strong, but they can't do like they can't really strong. lift yourself up. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. 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 yeah, and there's some like girls you would see they're like, well, they look like just big, not exactly 100% fit, but they can do certain things because they just build their, you know, their arms are strong enough to like lift their own body weight. Hmm. Yeah, well, I definitely recommend you doing it. It's yeah. really fun. I'd love to give it a go. 
I'm sure it'll be incredibly embarrassing for me, but... Oh, it's embarrassing <laughs> for everyone. As long as, as long as Anna's there with a video camera. Right there, <laughs> and the podcast. I'm really, I actually really am so not strong. <laughs> you came climbing with me once or twice, didn't you? No. You never did? No. Have oh. you seen the free walls in Madrid? There's lots of free climbing walls oh, yeah. in Madrid. I've been checking free them ones? out. Yeah. Where? Just like, like in the Really? Yeah. Just like little ones. No, but some are pretty big as well. Where was that one out? Yeah, there's some ropes, ropes, but there's like a big boulder in the world. But you it's need like to, like... It's a park, but it's huge. Uh, where is that one? It's sort of like... Do you remember when we went there? Like Rutero? Rutero, Madrid? north or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, well, we'll have to look into that. I've got my my shoes in the cupboard. There's a website. I'll we'll look it up after. Okay, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be that'd be good. Yeah, because like yeah, I've got my shoes. I've been wanting to go, and I've been very lazy about it. A lot of them are like under bridges and stuff, like you said, little ones. But there's some bigger ones. They actually set up a, a climbing wall at my school in the playground this week. But it's crazy because the kids, like, they don't leave school at the end of the day. They're like, the parents are like, come on, we're going home. (laughs) They're like, climbing the wall. You can't get me. (laughs) Can't get me. Yeah. Yeah, but there's no rope. There's a hook. If you want to, like, attach yeah, yourself. Yeah, if you want to leave like your ch- children there, <laughs> just leave your child hanging. Hang, 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 <laughs> hang a minute. Hang a minute. Just hang a minute. All right, cool. Well, Bye, that's it for today. Yeah, that's, it's been a pleasure Unless talking to you. Unless there's anything else that you want to add about oh, wait. teaching or learning English. Yeah, we haven't, asked, we haven't asked Jake about a particular... Have you got any story or a story that really sticks out in your mind from teaching? Well, like, good or bad? Uh, either. Either. <laughs> We've had a very mixed mixed <laughs> bag of stories. Uh, well, there's lots of bad ones. You know, it's all the same sort of stuff. Kids being stabbing with pencils and that kind of thing. <laughs> no, I got a good one for you. I got a good one for okay, you. Okay. Like, I think there's a big thing. Well, I teach a lot of teenagers, and I feel like teenagers can have like a a really they get a lot of pressure in Spanish schools. Yeah. I think it's the same. Like, you know, I've got family and they, you know, I got young brothers and sisters and they, they have the same sort of stresses but I think in Spain it's on another level I think they're always worried about like their performance and how they're doing well and everything's about exams and assessment and that kind of thing and I always try and make a, an effort to to remind students I have I have to substitute a lot of classes at the British Council like where I just teach, teach like a one-time class when someone's off sick and I teach a lot of advanced level classes and I always made an effort to to be telling these kids that they're, they're doing, like I'm very impressed with them. I just don't think they hear that enough. Yeah. You know, it's like I, I just tell them like you should be really proud of like where you are now. It's like it's so difficult to learn language and you're so good at so young, and it's just like you need to keep on with it because it's like you're doing a really good thing. It's really difficult. So it's like I was, <laughs> I, I told this at the end of one of my classes recently, and a girl started crying. Do you know what I mean? Really? It's just like. I don't think I don't th- it really made me realize I don't think they give enough like support and like sort of praise mm. as well just like have someone be interested in them so like I think that's a really important thing that I'm trying to work much more into my teaching like you always get to praise like young kids when they're doing well is just classroom management but like to you know to remember to do that to with like yeah. yeah with teenagers and that as well so important yeah Oh, good. Motivational That's speeches. a lovely, yeah, that's a lovely yeah, story. Yeah. yeah, good stuff. Right, that's it, guys. Okay, All right. Well, thanks for speaking with us today. It's been nice. a right pleasure. It's been a right pleasure. Thank you, Rose. A right pleasure, Thank you, Rose and Luke. <laughs> right, guys.
Those were our friends, Jake and Anna. We hope you enjoyed that episode. Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Pain in the Class. Like us on Facebook and comment and rate and review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Find us on Anchor. Thank you all the Anchor listeners, by the way. You guys yeah. are bread and butter. Yeah, thanks, guys. I mean, not that we get paid for this, but you are our <laughs> bacon. Bread and butter for the soul. Exactly. Uh, you are a very supportive bunch of people, and it's oh. a nice community yeah. to be part of. <laughs> okay, so, well, that concludes episode 11. It does. We will... See you next week? Yeah. Speak to you next week, more accurately. <laughs> Speak to you next week. Bye. Bye.